I'm going to be continuing what I started, what I shared, um, was that Wednesday? Yeah. God said it? Yeah. That was Wednesday. Yeah. God said it. I believe it. That's what we're going to continue it tonight. God said it. I believe it. Say it with me. God said it. I believe it. You got it. You got it. When God, when you read this Bible, when you pledge allegiance to God's holy word, God says he, he, he's going to protect you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to bless you. He goes before you. He fights your battles. Amen? Amen. But it's up to you to believe it. God says he's coming back for the church. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? If you're not ready for the coming of the Lord, you better be glad you're in the house of the Lord right now. Because you need to get right with God. If you're not ready for the coming of the Lord, whether you're here or watching by internet, you need to call on Jesus. Because Jesus says he's coming back. It's in its word. It's in God's word. God's word is settled yet in heaven. It will not return void. Everything in this word that we read every day, that we study every day, that we pray every day, that we speak every day, we sow every day, will not return void. It will not return void. It has to be fulfilled. And if it hasn't been fulfilled yet in this word, it will be fulfilled. Before the coming of the Lord, it will be fulfilled. I'm going to tell you that right now. It will be fulfilled. Whether you're ready for it or not, it will be fulfilled. God ain't waiting for you. He's already said it. He expects you to already believe it. And to believe means you ain't going to ask questions. You're just going to believe. You're not going to ask God questions. You're just going to believe it. Because when you start asking questions, that means you've got doubt in your heart. I don't have doubt in my heart when I read this word. Because it's up for the Holy Spirit to give me the understanding. When I read this, I expect the Holy Spirit to give me understanding of it. Why? Because that is what the Holy Spirit is all about. Jesus said, I'm going to heaven. And I'm going to send forth the comforter. I'm going to send someone who's going to put the words in your mouth, tell you what it's all about. He's going to make, he's going to make it easy for you. Those disciples didn't know what to do, but it's amazing when they got filled with the Holy Spirit. How It's amazing how everything fell into line. Exactly what Jesus said would happen, happened through the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit hasn't left yet. Because if the Holy Spirit's left, the church ain't here. I'm going to tell you that right now. When the Holy Spirit leaves, guess what? The church ain't going to be here. Oh, you think when, the, when, the, when, the, when, when God comes, Jesus comes back for his people, you think the Holy Spirit's going to be? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are no longer here. Just the devil and those left behind. I feel sorry for these people. Some of them you know by name. Why? Because you connected to them by family, by blood. You live next to them. You work with them. You do business with them. You can't save them. Only God says. Only God can save them. And he already saved them. Do you understand that? Do you realize in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. God already saved this world. Why isn't the world saved? Because they rejected Christ. God already saved this world. Reason why we are seeing what we're seeing today is because of rejection of Jesus Christ. And when you reject Jesus, you become of your father. Rebellion, lawless, full of iniquity. When you refuse Christ, you accept 
someone else's allegiance. And that is why we are seeing what we're seeing. God so loved the world. God already saved this world through Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross. He will not go to the cross again. You don't have to go to the cross. Aren't you glad you, us, aren't you glad God didn't say to get to heaven, all of us have to be crucified? How many of you would have said, okay, I'll get crucified and spend three days in hell before you get to heaven? Come on. Think about that. Jesus died, went to hell. Why did he have to go to hell? He had to, he had to take the keys of the kingdom. Oh, you thought the devil had to know the devil. The keys were in hell. He had to take back the keys of the kingdom. He had to take the keys back. He had to take the authority back. And when he went to hell, he, he spent three days. And after three days, he was resurrected. Aren't you glad you don't have to do that? Hallelujah. So Jesus ain't going back to the cross. God already saved this world, but the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing is because man has rejected Christ. And I'm, not, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going down that road. What about you? I'm not going to reject Christ. But we have to understand something. When you, don't be, when you stop believing, you start rejecting. Do you understand that? When you stop believing God, when you start questioning God's word, you stop believing. And when you stop believing, you're starting, you start to reject. Why? Because that is a natural part of our, our, our flesh. Our flesh will reject. Our flesh will reject. Because that's our, we still have sin nature. I mean, our, our soul has been forgiven, but we still have a sin nature. And we need to understand something. That's, we have to crucify our flesh every day. Why? Because it's in, it's in our natural state to resist. It's in our natural state to question everything. Especially stuff that we don't understand. There's a lot of stuff that you will not understand. I don't care how hard you study. You will not get everything. Because it's not our job. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. And it's in due season and time when God will reveal it through the Holy Spirit for you to have an understanding of it. You will not. Do you realize my father, Bishop, he did not have all the understanding of the word of God. What we see on TV, all the great gurus that we watch on TV and we have all the books and tapes and we, we send money to them. They don't have all the revelation. Why? Because God ain't going to give it to them. And see, in, in, in the right season and time, he'll give it to them. Now, it's our job to study. It's our job to seek first the kingdom of God. It's our job to look, to go out and dig and dig and study and, and, and fall on our face before God and ask for wisdom and ask for understanding and ask for the knowledge of the word of God. But even in our midst of seeking and asking and searching, God says, I'm God, you're not, and in due season and time, I will give it to you. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's because it ain't the right season and time to give it to you because if he gave it all to you one time you'd waste half of it because we're wasters come on all of us in this room are wasters i don't care how hard you try not to waste we waste especially americans america waste i wonder how much food is going to be thrown away today when we got starving people out there think about it and the reason why we can't feed the people is why? Because we live in a soup capital of the world. 
Somebody will choke or somebody's allergic to something and they got some greedy lawyer out there will give them all the money in the world. And guess what? They'll go shoot it up and drink it up and die before they even spend it all. Because we're wasteful. That's why God is the way he is. That's why he's God and we're not. That's why he sits on the throne and we don't. You'll never sit on the throne. Do you hear what I just said? You'll never sit on the throne. Because that, that throne's already been taken by God. I don't want to sit on the throne. Trust me. If I sat on the throne, that Thomas make a lot of things. A lot of people be dead right now. I, I, the disciples said, hey, you want me to call down fire? Come on, we all be like that. Man, those people rub me wrong. <laughs> it's like, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, you, messed, you made me mad. Don't make me mad. What are you doing? I'm getting my finger ready. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you forsake me. Ah, no more. Two strikes. You got three strikes. Guess what? You're out. No. That's why I'm not God. But we need to believe everything this word. God said it. We need to believe it. Even if you don't understand it. Abraham didn't understand everything that God showed him, but he believed him. He went after it. He went after it. Abraham could not comprehend when God brought him out there and he said, look up, look at the star. He couldn't comprehend, but he believed. He believed. He didn't, couldn't comprehend. I'm going to give you the seed. Your seed is, look at the stars. That is the number of your seed. I mean, think about that. Who's ever been outside? Who's ever been out on a clear night? I mean, where you've been outside. I mean, I remember there was time I was, I was in a, somewhere in the Florida, and I was driving out, and it was so dark, and all the lights, there was no lights out there, and we walked out, and I'm telling you, I saw more stars than I've ever seen in my life. And I, was, and, and, and I was in the middle of the Everglades. I can remember this. I was in the middle of the Everglades. We stopped. It was, it was so dark. I mean, the, even the lights on the, the vehicle didn't do it justice. It was like, man, you're going down the road, and all of a sudden, it is so dark. And we just cut the lights off, and we got out, and the sky was lit. I couldn't, I'm like, I never knew this many stars existed. I've never in my life. And I'm sitting there, and I mean, there was mosquitoes the size of vultures, I mean, out there. But you got, I got so caught up. And what I was seeing, I didn't care about getting because I couldn't go back in the car. I was just like, I just stood there, and I'm like, so this is what Abraham saw. I couldn't comprehend the amount of stars and how, how bright they were. I mean, everything. There was, I mean, and I sit there, and I'm like, and God showed him that, and he says, that's your seed. And even though he could not comprehend it at his age of his life, he still believed. Why? Because when God says it, it's up to us to believe it. It's up to us to believe it. Now, how many people believe that you can have what you say, you can have what you pray? You can have what you say, you can have what you say. How many people believe that? You can have what you say. You've, I've said this before. Once I learned that scripture, I stand, I, I believed it. I can have what I say. I don't care what situation it is. I can have what I say. And then when I begin to read, I can have what I say. I can have what I pray. I added, I can have what I pray. I started believing that. Now, I want you to write these things down right here. Just write them down. Just write them down. Don't try to get them. I'm just going to go real fast, okay? So, too bad. Watch the video. 
Come tonight, it will be on the internet. YouTube, Facebook, and all that. At. Okay, Matthew chapter 18, verse 9, 18 and 19. It says, again, I say unto you, if two of you agree on earth above anything, they ask, it will be done for them by, by my Father in heaven. Matthew 18 and 19, it says, just go over there, ready, you should have the scripture up there. Again, I say to you, if, you, if two of you agree on earth, how many of you, is there more than two people in here? Hallelujah. If two of you agree on earth about, about anything, any, everybody say anything. anything. What's anything? anything? What's anything? Anything. anything. That means anything. Anything. Say it again. Anything. They ask. Oh, anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. And what's, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. If you have this little, little five-letter word called faith. Faith. Everybody say faith. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have doubt. Doubt. If you have doubt. If you have, if you have what kind of faith? Wavering faith? Stubborn faith? Little faith? Faith. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever, whatever you ask, everybody, this is Jesus saying this. Now, now, now we're getting real. This is getting, now we're getting real, real. This is in red. You know, if it's in red, it's Jesus talking. When you read the Bible, if it's red, that means Jesus. Ain't no apostle talking. Ain't no prophet. Ain't Moses. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. I like it when Jesus talks. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. John chapter 14, verse 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever. What is whatever? Isn't whatever like anything? Whatever is like anything. Anything's like whatever. I love it when I see these words. Because it tells me anything. Lord, I want a Big Mac. Lord, I want a Whopper. It's anything. I want Pentecostal chicken. I don't want no Baptist chicken. I want Pentecostal chicken. I'm not hungry either. My mother hasn't got it yet. She's, I guess she sleeps through my services because she can't remember. Lord, John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Let me read that again. If you, who's you? Me. me. If me, if me. I didn't say you people. I said if, if me abide in me. Me, in other words, you're talking about Jesus. 
Yeah, if, if me abide in he and my words abide in you, us, ask whatever you wish. Ask what? Whatever. What, whatever what? Whatever. You what? Yeah. What are you wishing God for? I want a husband. <laughs> Maybe one of those husbands are right there from the north. Maybe one of those husbands are from the south. Maybe one of those wives are from the east. Maybe one of those wives are from the West. Maybe a girlfriend, Phil, is from the East. <laughs> Don't you want a girlfriend? Man, you're going into ninth grade. Got your hair cut, man. Going to be shaving, going to be cleaned up. He's going to be ready to go into ninth grade. Yeah. I got some pointers for you. I'll show you. <laughs> you listen to me, you'll have a girlfriend that first day. I didn't play. If there was a player, that Thomas' name was on it. I didn't play. That's how confident I was. You ask, you could, I'm telling you, when the church went off, oh man, I used to love it when y'all getting ready, you, you kids are getting ready to go off to camp. I used to love it. Because we had a pact of the guys I hanged out with that says, we hang out, but whoever finds the girl first, see ya. Guess who found the girl first? Me. I was the first one. I said, I'm out of here. I loved it when it was camp. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> okay, as long as his family, hey, I have no problem with that. Their family has to make eight digits. Do the math, eight digits, because you, you, you ain't cheap. <laughs> Trust me, I know, I got to pay for it. <laughs> like I tell my mom, if you're going to go out with somebody, you got to make eight digits. Because you ain't cheap. My daddy wasn't cheap. She wasn't raised cheap. She wasn't taught, or she didn't live cheap. Got to make her have eight digits. She expects the best. Well, so does my daughter. And I know there's somebody from the north, the south, and the east, and west, somewhere. God has them. Just like, hey, God said it. What, what, let me go back in there and this. I know y'all don't, don't, whatever you wish. What are you wishing for? I wish upon a star. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> That's too late, baby. You're too late on that one. Whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Baptist people out there, a lot of people out there don't believe this, but, you know, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, when you know the Holy Ghost, you can, you can have what you say, you can have what you pray. You know, I get knocked for this. I get made fun of it. I've been called everything in the book. All oh, that's not what it means. Oh, yes, it does what it means what it means. You can have what you say, you can have what you pray. If you believe and you have faith and you don't have it, you don't doubt, come on. You can have it. You can have the very best. You can live the very best. And there's nothing wrong with having and living and eating and wearing and, and acting and having the very best wherever you go. You want the job? You want the right job, the best job? 
you can have it. But you got to put yourself in that position. You can't act like the world and act cheap if you want something rich. You can't be cheap-minded if you want something rich. Because cheap-mindedness ain't going to be able to handle rich. That's the problem is you got a bunch of cheap-minded people. They want rich. They want the wealth, but they ain't willing to work hard for it. They're not willing to, to, to pay their dues. They're not, work, they're not willing to go over and above expectation. They just want to work, you know, just do whatever and expect God. Guess what? You're, gonna, you're just going to sit there and grow old. You're going to starve. You're not going to have it. You got to go out there and get it. Abraham is, when God says, I have a land for you, he says, you got to get out from where you're at. Abraham had to get out to get where God had him, God had for him. He had to get out where he was to go where, to go where God wants him to do. He had to get out. And if you want to have what God had, you got to get out of your situation right now and move on to where God's at. Israel, to get into the promised land, had to get out from the old into the new. They had to get out. And guess what? They found themselves wandering in the wilderness. Why? Because mentally they were not ready. Why? Because they allowed fear, they allowed doubt to kill them. And they could not go into the promised land except for two. Why? Because out of all those people, only two had faith to believe God. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, and ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I have chose you and appointed you that you should go and be fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, Lord, in Jesus' name, I want 500 people from the north to south and east and west. He may give it to you. John 16, 23. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in what? Without no, with, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. In other words, if you're an individual with doubts, you're going to be tossed to and fro. In other words, no, when you ask, you ask by faith. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variance of shadow due to change. Every good gift. In other words, God knows what you want, and it's going to be good to you because he's going to give you the best. 1 John 3, verse 22. And whatever, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. What do we do? We keep his what? Commandments. What is his commandments? His word. We keep his word. And if we keep his word and do what he, and, and, and he'll do what pleases him. In other words, he's going to do it for you. 
Why? Because it pleases the Father to bless you every day of your life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Let me say that again. And this is the confidence that we have towards Him. I'm talking about towards God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Us according to his will. What do I mean? According to his word. Amen. In other words, you ain't gonna ask something foolish. Why would you ask, oh, Lord, I want a Big Mac? Come on. I mean, unless that's the only thing left on the earth and you're starving, and they said, Oh Lord, please, and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden there's stored in a God, there's food. I want a Big Mac. Lord, give me a Big Mac. That's a different story, but I mean if there's all kinds of other food, why would you want a Big Mac when you can ask for filet mignon? Come on. Unless you're cheap. If you're cheap, you don't know what filet mignon tastes like. But he says here, according to his will, he'll hear us according to his will. In other words, when you ask God, it's got to be according to it. It can't be something, something. In other words, if you're not in the will of the Father, in other words, if you're not living holy, righteous, and sanctified, if you're not living according to the word of God, God ain't going to hear you. God can't hear you. But if you are living in the word, in other words, you have erased doubt from your heart. In other words, you're not a person of doubt, but you're a person of faith. God's going to hear you. I don't care where you are on this earth. God will hear you. And if, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Now, I give you all these scriptures. Why? Because God said it. God said it. And if God said it, it's up to us to believe it. God said it. Now, I have papers for every one of you, and I want everybody to get it. I'm going to pass it. We're going to pass them out. And I want you to look at this. I want this is something that you need to decree over your life every day. No matter how old you are, how young you are, parents, you need to decree this with your children before they go to school, because school starts in two weeks, whether you like it or not. And you need to have the word on you at all times. You need to make a copy of this. You need to keep this in your jobs. You need to keep this on you wherever you can. If you can shrink it, shrink it. However, you need to keep it on there. You need to keep it on you. Why? Because it, it, it's what God says, that, says about you, what you are. And when you start decreeing it, you can see how you can have what you say. You can have what you pray. With the first one, everybody got one yet? Everybody, everybody have one? We're going to read this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Faith. She found this. says, I am a child of the Most High God. How many of you believe that? I am a child of the Most High God. I am a child of the Most High God. I am the head and not the tail. See, this is what you got to start to create. Why? Because it's in God's word. Everything you're about to, everything that you're reading is in God's word. God said it. God said it. And then God expects you to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you ain't going to have it. You, you can't say you're a child of the Most High God. You can't say I'm the head and not the tail if you don't believe it. I am above and not beneath. 
I am more than a conqueror. I don't hear you saying it. Say it with me. I am saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. I have life, and I have it more abundantly. I am an overcomer. I am blessed. The blessing is on me. I have favor. I have peace. I have joy. I am healthy. Stop right there. I say it with me. I am healthy. How are you healthy? Spiritually, physically, financially. Sickness and disease can't touch me. I am wealthy. I am a I am deliverer. I am a lender, never a borrower. I have no fear. Say it again. I have no fear. I am daily loaded with benefits. I have a sound mind. I am royalty. I will not suffer lack. I am anointed. I am who the Bible says I am. I can have what the Bible says I can have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Give him praise right now. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. My God shall supply all my needs. Why? Why does God go supply? He's the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He supplies all my needs. My children are blessed. My children's children are blessed. My ladder will be greater than my path. No weapon formed against me shall prosper or stand. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can though they were. My God shall bring it to me to my well placed. The best is yet to come. The king lives in me. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. I am forgiven. I shall not be denied. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Now, the reason why I read the scriptures is because I want you to understand who God is and what he has said about you. And he expects us to believe it. And that's why I gave that paper to you. Because everything you read there is in this word. Everything that you read, everything that you quoted over yourself is in this word. Because God said it. And it's up to you to believe it. Now, when, when God said it, you believe it. Now, after you believe it, you've got to act upon it. You've got to act upon every one of those things. Right? The greatest mistake that we will try to do is try to uh, try to live every one of them in one time take one take one I am a child of the most high God right there you take that one the first one you take that first one and you put a hundred percent of your whole entire life into that right there for one day 24 hours I am a child of the Most High God. I am a child of the Most High God. If you got to say that throughout the day, I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a child. I don't care what happens. I don't care what you see. What, no matter what man says, or what, all hell can break loose and say, I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a child of the Most High God. What are you doing? You are, what are you doing? You're speaking faith. You're speaking faith. And, and when you speak faith, your faith begins to expand. Your faith begins to expand to the point where 
no matter what hell is broken out loose, your faith is so expand, it pushes out the hell. Because you're a child of the Most High God. You're the child of the Most High God. I don't care what, what the I don't care what they say. Oh, Pastor Thad, they're going to make me do this. They're going to make me do that. I'm a child of the Most High God. I don't have to live like that. Uh-uh, I'm a child of the Most High God. I don't care what, the, I don't care what my job say I have to do or where I got to go and I got to take this and take that. Uh-uh, I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a child of the Most High God. Did you hear it? I'm a child of the Most High God, and I will not Hallelujah. conform to your rules and regulations. Trust me. Oh, I'm getting ready to tell you something. There's enough employment out there. Listen to me right now. There's so much employment out there. They're hiring. There's so much employment. They need bodies. So if your job is making you do something that goes against your faith, thank you very much. I'm getting a new job. Because I'm a child of the Most High God. I will not conform to this world. There's many, there is employment out there. They, everywhere you go, I'm seeing signs. Help me, help me. We're hiring. They're giving you a sin. They'll even give you an iPhone. Some place will give you an iPhone. Because they need employment. You're the child of the Most High God. And if you live this and expand your faith, faith will create a job. Faith will create a position. Why? Because it has to, because you're a child of the Most High God. And every child of God is never unemployed, but is always employed. But you got to believe it. You can't waver. When, when the boat is rocked. In the midst of the boat that's rocking, you have peace. How can you have peace when there's a storm? Because I'm a child of the Most High God. Don't try to live them all at one time. Now, you can decree them, but just take one and give 20 and put 24 hours on that one. And when you do it, you go to the next one. Come Monday, I'm a child of the Most of God. Come Tuesday, I am the head and not the tail. No, don't focus on I'm, the, I'm a child of the Most of God and the head and not the tail. No, 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 no. You're the head and not the tail. Amen. Monday's is over with. Today's a due day. Today, I am a, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the head and not the tail. Then the next day, Wednesday, I'm above and not beneath. Well, Pastor, that I don't understand that. Well, that's why you need to study. All the answers are there. And just fall on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Give me understanding of being the head and not the tail. Show me how to do it. Give me explanation. In other words, explain it to me so I can be an example. Not just by actions, but when there's time to give words, I will be able to give words to what I'm doing. So those that are bound by the devil can see the light and come out from darkness and be saved, healed, restored, and transformed. That's why I'm giving you these things. Because the devil don't play, but he's defeated, amen? 
and God doesn't want you to be defeated. He's giving you everything you need. Remember, you're God's battle axe. You're a weapon of warfare. And when you leave this place, you're part of God's army. And people need to be saved, healed, restored, and transformed. Amen?